Welcome to a Break in the Action podcast. Here we'll take a break from the tactical and spend our time on the traditional, the Break Action double-barreled shotgun. Join us each week for discussion and interviews centered around vintage and modern shotguns, outdoor pursuits, and sporting literature. So sit back and relax as we take a break in the action. Here's your host, shotgun collector, wing shooter, and sporting clays enthusiast, Ryan Dowdy. A few years ago, I bought my first better London Double. Not a best, but definitely a better. This was the shotgun that really opened my eyes and left me wanting more that wasn't mass produced. This gun was beautiful and interesting in so many ways. It was originally ordered in 1890 by a Marquis. I had to look up what that meant. As I studied it, I became more and more interested in one detail, the gold inlaid ones on the top lever foreign release and barrels. I knew that it was common for shotguns to be made as matched pairs, but I probably didn't fully understand why. Years ago, in the golden age of shotgunning in the UK, the quantity of game that would have been put into the air ahead of the gun line would have been incredible. As the case with shooting-driven game, while anchored at your shooting peg, you only get one shot. Birds that make it past the gun line can enjoy life on the estate for another day. Short of the unthinkable, missing, Downtime spent reloading increased the chances of an aerial escape. Many of the developments in shotgun design, like the self-opening action by Purdy, were born from the desire to shave fractions of a second off one's reloading time. The guns of the day would also rarely, if ever, reload their own guns. Loaders that immediately reloaded ejected cartridges and helped the gun identify incoming shots were compensated as well as a modern-day caddy is around top country clubs. It was found though, that even the fastest loader couldn't get a shotgun ready to fire again as quickly as a loader could simply swap out a shotgun with spent cartridges for one with two live shells. And with that, double gunning was born. Formal shooting invitations of the day might have made it known that based on the number of birds expected to be moved, that double gunning with a matched pair of shotguns was either permissible or maybe even required. So what then is exactly a matched pair of shotguns? Simply put, this will be a pair of shotguns with identical handling and overall specs. The same gauge or bore, barrel length, stock configuration, overall weight and weight distribution. Everything will be exactly the same. The guns should be impossible for the shooter to distinguish which gun is in hand when he or she is in the rhythm of double gunning. A pair of shotguns would most properly have consecutive serial numbers indicating that they were born on the same day while composed pairs, which is likely more of a modern term, to indicate two guns that were very close to identically matched, but without consecutive serial numbers. You might say find two Beretta 687EELs and 12 gauge with 30 inch barrels, identical stock dimensions and near identical weight, but they were made almost 10 years apart. That's an example of a composed pair. Two guns that were pretty much built to the same spec, but not built together as a set. Pairs of shotguns also offered other benefits reducing the workload on a specific gun, and an immediate backup. Trios of shotguns would have offered a combination of these benefits, the speed and efficiency of double gunning, with the peace in mind of a backup should the number one or number two gun go down. I've only heard of quartets, or four match shotguns. 
I'm sure they exist, if not only to show that they could have been afforded. Something to brag on. Arriving in a chute, these pairs, trios, and quartets would have been transported broken down in a trunk or motor case. Assembling would be as simple as matching the number one stock, forend, and barrels together and assembling them. The same for the number two components and so on. You would never mismatch components. Traditionally, the markings would be found on the top lever, on the rib at the breech end of the barrels, and on the forend iron. While it seems unthinkable to separate a match pair, it definitely happens, often through inheritance. I personally own two orphan pairs, a Henry Atkins side lever and a Woodward snap action under lever. Each is identified as the number one gun of the pair, trio, or possibly even quartet. Somewhere, there is or has been a twin to each of these shotguns that I'm lucky enough to now own. How long did they stay together? What led to them being separated? Wouldn't it be incredible to, if possible, reunite them? How in the world would you begin your hunt? My guests today have an awesome solution to this problem. Along with a few other interesting endeavors, Adam Morton and Ashley Shaw run Matched Pairs, a website that aims to reunite shotguns separated over time. I recently got to spend some time chatting with him about the site, how it came to be, and how it works. So, without further ado, let's jump in on that call now. Guys, we're on. Welcome to the show. How are you both doing? Yeah, good. good. Thank you. Right, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Well, I think uh, the, the best way to get started today would be just with a quick introduction, maybe a minute or two, on each of you. Um, Adam, you want to get us started? Yeah, sure. But, um, so my background really um, stems from a, a field sports agency's point of view. Um, been into field sports and, and driven shooting all my life in the UK um, and got the opportunity to uh, set up a sporting agency business for nearly 10 years ago now. Uh, um, that's The name of that is Morton Sporting. Um, and the opportunity came about through a gentleman called Joe Hall. Um, who obviously at the time um, and up until recently was the owner uh, of Match Pairs. Um, very passionate about field sports. Um, you know, we organise uh, driven shooting predominantly uh, um, within England, but we do uh, we do sort of activities uh, overseas as well. Um, but yeah, no, we got into the Match Pairs uh, business recently. Um, again, just because that's sort of it has a good sort of coexistence with what we were doing in the field sports, uh, field sports industry. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ash, you want to take over? Yeah. So, uh, so really after, um, watching Adam in the field for uh, a number of years, we've been sort of childhood friends. Um, and after being very jealous of him being outside constantly all through the shooting season, uh, he introduced me to, uh, a, gentleman that was selling the company I currently run, uh, which is Fine Shooting Accessories. Um, and we, we picked that up and um, obviously Fine Shooting Accessories and Morton Sporting work very closely together, whether it's product testing or, you know, just generally promoting each other's business. Um, and, you know, we've been doing that now sort of best. Uh, we've got accessories from leather work, uh, gun slips, cartridge bags, all made in the UK and then other accessories that you might use in the field. So um, from that, we then this year um, joined with Adam to start working on match pairs, which is, I guess, what we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah. So a quick aside, um, the products that you guys offer on fine shooting accessories, 
um, the website. They're, they're definitely worth everyone taking a quick look at. Really nice stuff. Thank you. So now on to the topic of today's episode, uh, Matched Pairs. You guys haven't heard it yet, but I always record an introduction to each episode. Um, I laid out the concept of Matched Pairs, but only just an overview. So let's dig into it a little bit more. Um, is it a new thing? Has it been around for a little while? Or, um, Well, really, um, Matched Pairs was uh, the brainchild of Joe Hall, um, who uh, is a gentleman uh, from the UK. He uh, had a, obviously a long um, sort of interest in, in English shotguns um, and realized he was a solicitor by trade, realized that actually, um, you know, there may be a bit of a niche, albeit initially it wasn't necessarily from a commercial standpoint, but a bit of a niche in that um, guns that have been separated um, through, through, as a pair, this is uh, pairs that may have been separated. Um, you know, people were looking to find, uh, to reunite these pairs. Um, and what platform was there out there um, actually to, you know, to try and source these guns? Now, initially, you know, we're talking about going back to 1979 uh, when Joe started the business. Um, you know, even platforms like the internet and websites and, and, and various bits and pieces, obviously they didn't exist. So, um, or not as we know it now, anyhow. And um, yeah, Joe just, I, I believe, just started sort of forming a database through word of mouth, through uh, speaking to various gun dealers through manufacturers um, and tried to track down guns to reunite the pairs um, and, and hence you know where the name match pairs came from um, and, and actually you know as it turned out it, it sort of became successful enough for him to, to sort of stop practicing as a solicitor and um, you know took it up as a, almost his full-time occupation so at this point, are the majority of the listings on the site from England or more generally in the UK? Um, yeah, I think without, obviously without sort of exact statistics, we're, we're probably looking at the database of which we've, there's four and a half after 5,000 guns on the register, uh, for, which is seeking a, uh, you know, to reunite a pair. Um, they would probably be, over 50% would be uh, UK um a very big percentage would then be uh, the U.S. as oh, well. Okay. Um, but then you know there are guns all over the world. To be perfectly honest, um, hmm. you know there seems to be quite a big, uh, a big sort of collection of English guns in places like Australia and New Zealand, uh, and, and also in places like China as well. So hmm. um, yeah, it's very quite interesting actually to find out where some of these guns do end up going to. To be honest. yeah. So this might be a, a, a bit of a deviation, but the impending ban on lead shot in the UK and whether it be fact or just perception that the barrels of some of these old shotguns won't be able to stand up to steel shot. Are you seeing that people are afraid to use their older shotguns right now? I think there's a lot of learning in the UK. The, uh, I think although everyone's known that the ban on lead has been coming, um, everyone sort of, to a certain extent chose to ignore it until the, uh, the agencies, uh, was it last year, Adam, or the year before, sort of said we were going to have a five-year phase-out. And then more recently, um, a lot of the game dealers in the UK have uh, said that they're not willing to accept uh, birds shot with lead. So that's sort of from, is that 2022, Adam? Yeah, that's starting that's of, uh, July, August 2022. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so that's, that's pushing this steel issue a lot further. 
Um, and it's something that we've got, I think everyone's got to get their heads around. Um, I know there's a lot of work going on different companies and the proof houses trying to work out what the impacts are and, and what the legislation should be. But yeah, it's, it's certainly, I think there's a lot of turmoil in the British shooting industry at the minute with regards to that, just trying to figure out how everyone gets on board and, and does it correctly and can still enjoy the guns, like you say. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to put you on the spot with that um, topic, but but another discussion that I had recently with someone um, brought that up, and we both agreed that it really has the potential to, in a way maybe never seen before, pull some guns out of closets and gun cabinets and and kind of push them into the market. Uh, it seems like that like someone can make a case to keep an heirloom shotgun or a pair around if they see that that even if not in the the near future one day they might be able to get it out in the field and use it. And then now not knowing whether it will be safe to shoot with the required loads, um, selling it becomes kind of a new option. Uh, I guess, you know, to be honest with you, that, that, that our, uh, our angle as shotgun enthusiasts in the U S was the potential for an influx of high quality old shotguns proofed only for lead, um, kind of coming, coming into the market that definitely has a potential to separate even more pairs. I would think, um, any any thoughts on that? There's there's definitely a call to say that um, you know it, it isn't going to be great news for everybody. Um, you know, long and short of it is, is uh, we absolutely would recommend that everybody is to is to get their guns uh, looked at, and that's young and old. Um, to be perfectly honest, by uh, you know professional gunsmith, um, because ultimately what it is going to boil down to is the condition of your barrels um but now obviously um we, we've we've seen guns that are 100 years old or that have barrels that are as new and we've seen guns that are 10 or 15 years old where the barrels are you know nearly shot out so you know there's not you can't say that it's the old or the young too much um but it's um yeah you, you it's absolutely imperative that you find out what the condition of your barrels are with regards to wall thickness um and then, you know, obviously, as it stands currently, uh, a lot of the cartridge manufacturers are trying to produce products, um, you know, to suit all guns, to be perfectly honest. Um, mm -hmm. And that's chamber size, um, obviously, is quite important for English, you know, sort of a lot of the older English shotguns where they're, you know, sort of two and a half inch chambers, um, as opposed to your sort of two and three quarter inch chambers, which is a lot of what uh, cartridge manufacturers would produce, you know, two and three or quarter inch cartridges. Um, so yeah, and, and then everybody is saying it's absolutely imperative that you shoot, uh, nothing more than half choke, um, which actually, mm -hmm. to be honest, for a lot of the older guns, um, won't actually be too much of a problem because most would have been produced at half and quarter choke, um, fairly standard if, you know, if not less, um, to be honest. So yeah, ultimately it just, we just, you know, and you, I think you just got to make sure that your barrels are in, they're in decent condition. And I think it's also key that we wait and understand what the you know the proof the work that the proof houses and some of the uh, gun makers are doing to sort of modernise the uh, or bring up to date if you would like the research that's been done about steel shot and and this that and the other you know it's rather than jumping the gun and sort of reacting as soon as the news has come out I think it's imperative that people wait and find out 
what this research is saying and and what the advice will be but i think adam adam's probably hit the nail on the head is be careful get your gun checked and understand what what your gun's capable of and what the cartridges are going to do so um yeah i, I think it's quite early stages at the minute and- i actually met a cartridge manufacturer earlier this week um and they have developed a a product which um is specifically for your or English shotguns with two and a half inch chambers. Uh, it's steel. It's a steel shot, and they have a wad which is um, almost very similar you know, in design. is is very similar to the the plastic style wad that we used to use. Um, there's obviously been a big move towards biodegradable uh, wads in the last ten years. Um, but the cup shape of a plastic wad um, is being replicated by this cartridge manufacturer factor in a in a water soluble uh biodegradable material now in the nature of that um the steel shot doesn't actually ever really come into contact with the bare metal material of your barrel so in theory um there's obviously a lot of concern that steel is going to damage barrels further than what they may already be or you know um you know even if they're in good condition it may it may damage um, barrels but these, these products with this wad might actually negate that by actually not even allowing the steel to come in contact with the material, um, you know, the, the actual uh, barrel material itself. So, you know, in theory, there's, there's, there's things in motion that actually could, you know, could mean that guns actually won't really be as effective as what we might first thought. But. Right. Right. Okay. So thanks for that insight. Um, getting back on topic, uh, Match pairs, just just to explain how it works, I can offer my own personal story for how I discovered your site. I purchased a shotgun here in the U.S. Um, It was a Henry Atkins 12-gauge side lever side lock. Um, It was at time and is still likely the finest shotgun that I own. Um, It's identified with a gold inlaid number one to signify it was originally built at least as as one of a pair. Um, With that, I, I really got interested in trying to find out as much as I could about the history of the gun. Atkin, Grant, and Lang now holds all the records for Henry Atkin shotguns and were able to give me um, some limited information about its its manufacture and kind of how it came to be. But what I really wanted to know is if the number two gun might still be out there somewhere. Um, that search led me pretty quickly to your site, which at that time I had never heard of. Um, it, was, it was super easy to navigate, um, but for those who haven't seen it yet, you list the details of your gun along with the serial number and whether it's the number one, two, three, or I guess number four gun along with your contact information. Correct. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything to list your gun and only takes a couple of minutes. And then from there, your, your shotguns entered into their database and you can see it immediately. You can also go in and see all the other shotguns listed um, by maker that are entered in. It's kind of, kind of fun to just kind of uh, sort through those. What else can you say about how the matched pairs process works? Uh, what would you tell someone who, who's never logged onto your site before? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, the way you've described it there uh, is very common in the sense that, you know, we usually find people coming to the website with a gun and they are seeking uh, to find, um, obviously, their, their, their matching gun for their pair. Um, simply put, if there is a, there is a there is a list of guns um, that we currently have on the database, um, and there is also a list of guns that we are seeking 
hoping as well um, to find to reunite to pair for somebody who has the gun who was registered on our website. Um, so ultimately, uh, maybe they're all broken down into manufacturers as well. So you could go on to find whether we maybe already have the gun that you are seeking. Um, if not, we obviously push people to register their guns, which again is a totally free uh, sort of setup. Um, put the gun as much detail in there as possible, um, obviously to give us the, as much chance as possible to, to find the guns that you're looking for. Um, and it goes out from there, obviously, to um, sort of gun dealers and others that um, have, an, uh, have an account with us uh, to sort of state that we are seeking the gun to match the, 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 the gun that you may have registered sure. with us. Sure. And I know that the, the, the process, at least, is... Uh, so it's, it's Sure. Yeah, go ahead, Ash. No, sorry. I was just going to say it's sort of um, I sort of always see it as a cradle to grave sort of thing. So you know, you've got either collectors or people that are interested in guns, people like yourself um, that's got a gun that wants to that wants to um, find a new one. You know, we you can go from registering. You know, I've I have this gun. I'm looking for a second one. Um, you know, I'm looking for the the second in the pair. Sorry. Um, Right the way through, you know, we can then match them up. And then, you know, for the collectors that maybe buy and sell guns, you can come back to us maybe with a pair and say, look, you know, I've got this pair. I'd like to, um, you know, I'm looking to sell it. And at the same time, we'll also deal in that that um, environment where we'll take a pair. And we've just took on a, a lovely pair of Boss guns now um, that we're uh, that we're looking, you know, looking to move on for the client. So you've sort of got this from seeking seeking the partner through to oh, actually I'm looking for my, my next set which like I say is sort of a cradle to grave type um, scenario so you know keeping your guns registered on the site what you've got keeping what you've um, what you're looking for you know we're hoping to create this or create and build on this community that is already there of of collectors or enthusiasts um, or you know people that might have been fortunate enough to have been handed down some guns from um, grandparents or parents or whatever it might be so uh, and you know you create this community of enthusiasts in British and and, and other makers guns as well Hmm. Um, I would expect that with the fact that, you know, that, that Joe has had this process going for now over 40 years, there's probably some pretty interesting, um, reuniting stories. Uh, you guys have any, have any interesting, you know, stories either from your experience here recently or from just from hearing Joe Hall talk in the past about, uh, pairs that have been re reunited or yeah I, I mean well joe shot with myself for a lot of years now as well so he is the ultimate sort of shoot guest to have sat around a dinner table because he has a story of nearly everything a, a chap who is in his 80s now he, he has gone through a lot of things and experienced a lot of very uh, sort of amazing things within his uh, sort of field sports time but um with regards to you know, telling stories of reuniting pairs. I always remember back to um, when you, there was a pair of, I think they were Hollands, and um, there was a gun in New York and a gun in New Zealand. And they, there was a standoff, yeah, there was a standoff for over 20 years where both gentlemen wanted to buy, um, which obviously can happen. So obviously, <laughs> to reunite a pair, you do need one party willing to 
sell and one party willing to buy. Um, now, on this occasion, yeah, like I say, there was uh, there was two gentlemen you know wanted to buy, uh, and, and sadly, uh, you know, it was, it was a nice story for the guns, but not there was a chap, and I forget which way around it was, but one of the chaps sadly passed away, and, and his widow um, sold sold the gun. Um, but you know, from a gun, you know, from the gun side of things, like I say, it's a nice story to be able to say that they've been brought back together. But um, yeah, he has Joe has no end of stories to tell you about the reuniting of, of pairs. Um, frankly, some of the stories sort of escape my memory at the minute. But um, so I guess I, I never I never thought about that. You know, I, I've I've approached this as oh gosh, how exciting would it be to find you know, the number two gun to my Atkins or the number two gun to my Woodward that, that I have yet to list with you guys, but, but we'll, we'll soon do that. I've never thought about, you know, if somebody calls me up and says, Hey, I want to buy your, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I love both of my guys. I've never, I've not kind of got my mind wrapped around you know where I would be on that. Obviously, um, the economics of it would, would play into it uh, quite a bit, but um yeah i guess i i hadn't really hadn't really thought about that that other side of the the equation um so so assuming assuming somebody um we'll take we'll take my gun as a as an example somebody has the number two gun to my number one they they then through you would would reach out to me right there's not just a direct person to person connection that is made there right um i mean Predominantly, we like to be quite transparent. Um, so, it, you know, on, on each end, given uh, detail or uh, sort of deal, we would, um, you know, if, if it was appropriate, we may put you in contact directly um, and, and work on the basis, but stay obviously within the communications um, and work on the basis that, um, you know, any deal would be structured through us, so to speak. Um, you know, for various reasons, there have been. Uh, scenarios where you know each end of the deal have never spoken and it's all gone through through the match pairs um yeah through the match pairs sort of dealing to be honest um okay okay so then assuming a match is made um you charge a, a fee to bring the buyer and the seller together it would it would be done on based based on the commission of the sale basically uh generally how we would work on that and, and obviously that would be sort of agreed um between the parties really but just Going back to the uh, back to the point about you know potentially having somebody who wasn't willing to buy or somebody who's not willing to sell. Sadly, you do also get the story where you you know one of your guns that you refer to there you're seeking uh, you know to, to reunite. You may very well find that actually you find the gun, but that gun is in nothing like the condition that your guns are in. Um, and you know that can go back to even when the guns were were repair and, and you know the original owner they might have gone into the gun cabinet just to take one gun out uh, and, and, and prefer to take number one um or prefer to take number two you know that does happen um unfortunately rather than maybe share the workload between each gun but um yeah you know we have we have had scenarios where we have managed to successfully locate guns but then just sadly haven't actually managed to um you know to, to make any dealing of it unfortunately because of the condition which you know can happen with, with guns that are over 100 years old in some case sure do you have a standard of condition that you want i I would think in in my mind that you know even if a gun is just just worn out uh, you would encourage people to to list everything that they've got that is a that is a numbered gun that doesn't have its its pair i mean 
you know, I, for instance, with me, I mean, there, there's probably, I'd probably have as much interest finding just a, just a beat down, worn out pair to my Adkins, just so that I could, I could get that, that other, that piece. I, I'm more of a collector. I know you guys deal with a lot of guys that, and, and gals that, that are, they're shooters. I mean, they're, they're putting these guns, um, you know, into the field and they're, and they're, they're using them here in the States, double gunning not that common of a practice certainly there are places that that you can go and run double guns um but i mean do you encourage people even if something's got it's just in really really rough condition to list it on there um just to build that that database yeah i think i think look you know guns have always got a a perceived value to to the owner um and i think some of the part that we play in the the transaction end of things obviously is the having the ability to assess the condition of the guns and you know someone's perceived value of their own thing that they're selling is can be higher than its actual value um or it can be less than their actual value so you know one of the part of the service that we take on is obviously doing the gun check um understanding the condition where it's at and being able to sort of facilitate the um appropriate valuation as well and, and recommendation based on the condition of the gun um, but you know like yourself it's it, sometimes for people it's about the story behind the gun rather than the pristine and immaculate condition so you know there's always a, a place for having um, everything registered but you know obviously like I say that's part of our value our value add if you like to the situation is making sure that people aren't buying something that actually they don't get what they expect we we run that facilitation service to ensure that everyone understands what what is being transacted and and you know and and its condition as such so how does that part of the process work let's say someone's interested in one of my guns with with me being in another country um you don't you don't take each gun in hand personally do you no but yeah we would have to to insist that we, you know, we would send your get your gun to, you know, somebody that we of, of opinion that we would tr- uh, trust within the within the states, uh, you know, and, and let them assess it and, and give us a, you know, sort of feedback on that. Really, um, yeah, just just really ultimately just to back up what Ash said there, you know, we would provide ultimate transparency throughout. Um, you know, if a gun is out of proof, um, it, it doesn't. It's not for the scrap pile. Somebody. Somebody may want that gun still um, to reunite a pair, um, and it might very well be that they then go on to restore the gun. Um, so you know, ultimately, yeah, everything has its value, as Ash says. But we would operate with that transparency to say that actually this gun is in working condition, or maybe it isn't in working condition. But you know, the, the buyer and the seller would be given um, you know full information. To make their appropriate decision as to what they wanted to do. Okay. Is is there a is there a, a rule of thumb for the um, the addition to the value of a of a pair of guns as opposed to just two similar shotguns? I mean, so in other words, a matched pair of Purdies is there a is there a pretty um, definite value add over two individual purdies is there is it do you, do you add 
20 percent i mean is, is there something standard that that is a rule of thumb for that or is it it just depends on it depends on the guns depends on the... it would all depend it depends individual gun um or individual guns that you would be bringing together on condition um ultimately yes you, you if you had two guns of a set value reuniting them as a pair you know in principle would absolutely add value to it 100 percent. and uh, you know if you could then go along the lines of of reuniting it into an original case uh, and you know anything along those sorts of lines which one of the guns might have you know so um you you may when you buy your single gun you may get a double gun case which was its original case well if you could then put the second gun in, into that you, again it's just that and, and all that sort of story behind the guns which you know again is, is information that we can research through our contacts with makers and, and various other avenues um we would like to say that in principle yes you wouldn't like to put a figure on it exactly but if we were reuniting a, set, a, a pair of guns um you know you would be adding value to it definitely yeah i noticed on your site when i registered my guns that it gives the option for um to specify either a number three or even a number four gun how how common are are trios or quartets do you know if, if there is any listed right now um oh crikey. uh going back uh, through without going back there will be yes almost certainly um uh, and there will be guns you know we we do have i can't think of exactly but there, there are definitely guns on the register where a pair is that happen to know that it was made as a trio and they are looking for the third gun um that is very very rare um to be perfectly honest um yeah so yeah for definitely you know trios do come along every now and then but not very often yeah yeah that's that's uh that's all this stuff's interesting you know i'm, I'm so much uh, a fan of kind of the probably the more romantic way of of looking at these these guns of you know built as pairs and things like that I, I know you guys and we've said it before you guys are users i mean there's a reason that that they were made that way um sure. you you get to take advantage of that a whole lot a whole lot more than uh than i do certainly or even you know here in the states we we're accustomed to so what else what 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 have we what have we left off what have we missed um just in regards to the matchpairs.com site um I know you guys have have recently kind of redone some things, so if people haven't looked at it recently. Uh, be a good uh, be a good reason to jump back on. I mean, what what else would you like to add about MatchPairs.com? I mean, um, yeah, there are features that we will be adding to the website in due course. Um, ultimately, uh, you you have a little bit of experience dealing with the old website, and if you, anybody that has done it in the past, they'll have found that it, it is. It's actually just a, a or had been a, a, a very basic list of guns that we were seeking um, or, or had registered. Uh, um, you know, capabilities to, to search a bit deeper, um, you know, be a bit more specific on what it is that you are looking for, um, you know, as both the buyer and, and the seller of a gun. Um, you know, features that we're going to add to the website from that side of things um, should hope, hopefully make the, the user interaction a bit better, I would say. Um, you know, in terms of the actual register itself, there really isn't an awful lot more that we can do to to, to improve that as such. Um, you know, it does really rely on on us ha having people coming to the site and registering their guns. Um, you know, that's something we're we're going to look to try and get more of, obviously. Um, 
but yeah, that's you know the, the site is built around that. You know, people registering their guns and, and allowing us to then do the work after that. Really, yeah. I think, like I said, it's it's really for us. The focus is on create. You know, having the website, and as we keep developing it, being able to create this community of uh, gun enthusiasts um, that. Have the more information, as with any database, the more information we can get, the more um, inserts from people we can get, the better and and the uh, more enjoyable the experience can be for everyone. Do you know what I mean? If the more people can register and, and get involved and follow us on Instagram, um, you know that'll be picking up pace throughout this year and be it you know nice hopefully nice pictures of the guns or you know days out with uh morton sporting and and uh fine shooting accessories everything will be on there sort of like i say trying to create this community so you know we we invite people if you're not already get involved register your guns um it, you know and experience the the joy of reuniting the the pair as such because it's quite a special occasion when it happens I hate to say it, but we had just a bit of a technical glitch here towards the end, and I lost the last few seconds of our call. I do want to say that Ash and Adam were good enough to offer a 10% discount for the month of June on the awesome products available for sale at fineshootingaccessories.com. Make a point to check out the unique and high-quality items and use discount code ABITA at checkout. Also make sure you check out matchpairs.com, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or just curious. I had a great time talking with Adam and Ash, and you'll be hearing from them again soon. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Check out our new website at breakintheaction.com, and thank you for listening.